Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP completely destroys someone's life, marriage, and job. Our next Reddit post is from Caldra. I've been a computer technician for more than 15 years. I've worked on all kinds of computers, everything from tiny point-of-sale computers to large rack server computers. I've been attending a new-to-me church. I was trying to date a woman there, and the church was her idea. The relationship crashed and burned, but that's a different story. This happened about five years ago. I had just sat through a long sermon about generosity and giving to those that need help. At the end of the sermon, Pastor Bob asked for an additional donation because the church's roof needs repairs. And it was going to cost $20,000. That's right, $20,000 freedom dollars for a new roof. After the service, I'm talking to my date and Pastor Bob walks over to me. I said hi and he introduced himself. We talked for a bit. Pastor Bob asked me what I do for a living, and I say that I'm a computer tech with a shop. As I'm telling him this, I have a feeling that he already knows what I do. Pastor Bob asked me to have a look at his laptop because it's running very slowly, so I agree. I turn the laptop on and I hear a clicking noise. This clues me in that it's probably the hard drive, but I can still access the data. This is a good thing because it means I can probably recover the data. So I tell Pastor Bob the hard drive is dying and it needs to be replaced. I also tell him I can probably recover the data. Pastor Bob asked me how much it would cost to fix. I tell him that, for most people, I would charge about $250. However, I feel that I can donate my time so I would just need $60 for a new hard drive. Pastor Bob agrees so I write up an invoice. New hard drive, $60. Labor, $0. Data recovery, $0. As well as 2-4 to four days for repair. Pastor Bob signed the invoice. Thus, I take the laptop to my shop. I open the laptop, get the hard drive out, and connect it to my recovery rig. I set up the recovery to clone the data to a new hard drive, but not the new one for the laptop. This is a high-end storage drive. I go home after locking up the shop. Next day, Monday, I open the shop and check the recovery rig. It's still working, but it'll take at least 10 more hours, so I start working on other tickets. Then, at closing time, I lock up and go home. The next day is Tuesday, and at this point, I've had Pastor Bob's laptop for two days. I open the shop and check my recovery rig. Good news! Recovery completed and 100% data recovered. At this point, I had a choice to make. For 60 bucks, I could either give him a 1TB hard drive or a 120GB solid-state drive. Or, I could pay some extra money myself for a 240GB solid-state drive at 100 bucks. I decide why not and put the 240GB solid-state drive in his laptop. I then clone all the data over from the new recovery storage drive to the new 24GB SSD. An hour later, the clone is done. So, I check everything. The laptop works great, and it's exactly like how it was before the first hard drive died. Even the login still worked. So, I call Pastor Bob and tell him his computer is done. He says that's great and he'll come by soon to pick it up. About 45 minutes later, Pastor Bob walks in. I show him that his laptop is working and that it's running much faster than before. He loves it and signs the pickup form. He then pays me with a check for 60 bucks. It's important to point out that he paid with a check. I do bank runs on Monday and Friday, so that Friday at the bank, I'm told that Pastor Bob's check is voided. What? Why? Pastor Bob had placed a stop payment on the check. So I called him and he ignored my call. I go to church on Sunday and Pastor Bob gives a sermon about not lying. I walk up to talk to him, and he avoids me. So, I leave, and decide to just write it off. 
I guess I spent a hundred bucks and some time to do something nice. A few weeks later, a customer walks in looking for a new computer. To welcome him, I offer him a drink and go over his options. I'm chatting him up, and he tells me that he's a contractor, and he mostly does siding and roofing. He's thinking about offering solar, that's why he's getting a new computer. I ask him how much a new roof costs, and he says up to about $10,000. So, I ask him why someone would say a roof costs $20,000, and he had no idea. I thought it was strange, so I asked about the church. Contractors said that getting a new roof on that church would have been simple, and only about $5,000, and he could probably do it for less. The contractor buys a new laptop from me. So now, on to the revenge. Something about what the contractor said bugs me later. Why would Pastor Bob lie and say that he needs $20,000 for a new roof? And why would he stiff me for 60 bucks? Then, I remember that I never cleared the recovery rig storage drive. I check, and there it is. Pastor Bob's laptop data. I look around the shop. Things are slow, and I'm all caught up in repair tickets. Fittingly, I look around Pastor Bob's data for a bit. He had all of his logins stored in a folder on the desktop, including his online dating logins and online poker logins. Did I ever mention that Pastor Bob is married? I start printing off his online dating messages. I look back, and I find out that Pastor Bob has been passionately hugging other women. Several women, in fact, from his online dating. He's been paying for his dates from the church's donation fund. Now, I'm getting angry. Then I realized that he had passionately hugged the woman that I was dating when I was dating her. It was then that I decided to break Pastor Bob. I printed out all of his dating messages and the women that he had passionately hugged. I went back for the past six months printing out everything except for the naughty pictures. It was an impressive packet. I then decided that I needed copies of that packet. So, I ordered 100 packets printed from a major online printer. A few days later, my order of revenge packets arrived. These revenge packets are amazing, double-sided masterpieces, staple-bound with a cover of Pastor Bob's face on it. The church had a calendar of what the day's sermon would be about, and the perfect Sunday was approaching. I go to church that perfect Sunday. I show up a bit late. Everyone's in the church, so I put a revenge packet on each car. I also have a few revenge packets that are in yellow envelopes. Fittingly, I put them in the mail. I sent one to all the higher-ups in the church. I also sent a special packet with some of Pastor Bob's naughty pictures to Pastor Bob's wife. I labeled the church as the return address. I also emailed a bunch of people the revenge packet from a burner email. A couple of weeks after that, I went back to the church. Pastor Bob was gone. So was his wife. Several of the women were also gone, including the one that I was dating. I asked one of the important people there what happened, and the answer was amazing. He told me about the revenge packet and how everyone had gotten one. The day that my revenge packet appeared, the sermon Pastor Bob had given was about the evils of adultery and cheating on your wife. Thank you, church calendar. The fallout. Pastor Bob was fired and shunned. Multiple women from the church haven't returned, including the one that I was dating. Pastor Bob's wife is divorcing him. Also, she's now the one who owns the house and cars. 
Now, Pastor Bob is being sued by several people, including the one that fixed the roof. He never paid any of them. There were also rumors of a criminal case for embezzlement. No one's seen Pastor Bob for a while now. The church might even close if they can't find a new pastor. Also, the church's coffers are running very low. Apparently, Pastor Bob also spent over $30,000 on online gambling. Man, imagine completely ruining someone's life and potentially sending them to jail over $100. Clearly, this guy doesn't listen to r slash because if he did, he would know never ever mess with the IT guy. Especially when you literally give them all of your personal compromising data. Come on, people, think! Today's episode is sponsored by Coinbase. My second biggest regret is not starting my YouTube channel sooner. My biggest regret is not getting into Bitcoin back when it was like $1. I remember back when Bitcoin was super new, I was interested in it, and I thought about buying some, but I lost interest because I didn't know what to do and it felt a little overwhelming. I really wish that I could have used a site like Coinbase back then. Coinbase is a website that makes it super easy to buy cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Interested in getting into the crypto game yourself? Then check out Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash r slash podcast. Sign up at coinbase.com slash r slash podcast for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash r slash podcast. Our next Reddit post is from Dunakius. This was back in the early 2000s, probably the 03 to 04 school year. Throughout the entire year, there was this crime wave of people having things stolen out of their locked lockers. It didn't happen to everyone, but it did happen enough that everyone knew someone that it did happen to. The school's only defense about this was that it was our fault for sharing locker combos with our friends. They also charged the students every time that we had to get a combination changed on a locker because it was assumed to be our fault. Well, I had my graphing calculator taken out of my locker. I also never gave my combination to anyone. Mostly because my friends were jerks and pulled pranks on each other all the time. So, I was out 150 bucks for the calculator and another 150 bucks to change a combination. This is 2003 money, so it cost a bit more than it would now. Well, my dad was drinking buddies with one of the county detectives. I'll call him Detective Buddy or Uncle Buddy. Uncle Buddy went in to talk to the school about these string of thefts going on and if he could get the security camera for the day my calculator went missing. And the school completely brushed it off as if it was a non-existent problem and he must have given out his locker combination. The principal told him that he would need to get a warrant to get the camera footage and when he got the warrant, the school fought the warrant in court citing student privacy. Cue the pro-revenge. Uncle Buddy shows up at our house with a laptop and a laptop bag. He says, throw this in your locker and tell everyone you know about your brand new laptop. Okay, sure, Uncle Buddy. Three days later, I show up at my locker between classes and the laptop is gone. The bag too, nowhere to be seen, as is a 24-ounce bottle of Coke and probably some pens. I take out my phone and I text Uncle Buddy that the laptop was taken. He replies back, stand by for the shit show. Oh, and you reported the theft to the police, FYI. Okay, I reply, confused. I go about the rest of my day and I don't hear anything back. 
The following morning, Detective Buddy comes to school with three uniformed officers to pull a student, Dave, out of class, as well as his mom who works in the front office. The principal is pissed. I didn't actually hear the cops, but the principal was pissed to no end that Uncle Buddy had the audacity to accuse them of theft and that he could just pull Dave and his mom out of school like that. Well, it turns out there was a tracker in the laptop bag, and Uncle Buddy got a warrant to search a particular house. The laptop had a value of over $1,000, which made it a felony. The next afternoon, Uncle Buddy set up a tent with a table just outside of school grounds. He also had a banner across the top that said, If you had something stolen from your locker, see me. By the next morning, Dave and his mom made the paper. Apparently, Dave allegedly used his mom's login information to get into the school network and get the locker combinations for basically everyone. Then, he just opened random lockers looking for valuables to steal. Unless, of course, he had a hot tip about a valuable laptop stored somewhere. When Uncle Buddy set up the stand to get more people reporting thefts, he racked up an astounding number of charges. Each locker counted as a separate misdemeanor unless a stolen object was worth more than $1,000, in which case it was a felony. In less than one week, Uncle Buddy opened and broke an investigation and they charged Dave and his mom with nine felonies and 35 misdemeanor charges. When I finally got the story from Buddy, he explained what the situation was. He had me stash a brand new laptop that had a GPS tracking unit stuck in it in my locker and then have it stolen deliberately. Then, he got a warrant to search the property that the laptop had been taken to. Now, the funny thing was, Uncle Buddy intentionally chose a laptop over $1,000 to push it from a misdemeanor to a felony. There was also another eight felony charges for stolen stuff like jewelry. The funny thing was, because my calculator and laptop were stolen on separate days, he caught a felony and misdemeanor charge off of me alone. The nine felony thefts together added up to about $12,000, and the 35 misdemeanor charges were somewhere in the range of $3,000 total. Now, this is a bunch of stolen stuff, but also, I need to stress that this was only for what was proven to be stolen. Like, this is what they caught him with in his possession that they could trace back to someone else. They also wouldn't let him plead to anything. This was Podunkville's highest profile crime in years, and without a doubt, one of the worst crime sprees the county had seen in decades. And next up on the revenge, everyone who had been charged $150 to get the combinations changed sued the school district in a class action lawsuit. The justification was that the school did nothing to investigate the 45 proven and more than likely 200 cases of locker theft. And then they charged money to students to get the locker combinations changed. There were 218 people in my class, and in total, everyone got $85 after attorney's fees. And if you're wondering, $85 times 218 people equals 18530 But I'm going to assume this is high school, so we have to multiply by four because there's four separate classes. So that brings it up to $74,120 after attorney's fees. The principal also lost his job for being a bonehead and not bothering to even attempt to deal with this massive problem that was reported to him going on at the school. The prosecutor's deal was 10 years in prison, 5 in juvie, and 5 in adult prison for Dave, and 15 for Dave's mom. Well, they refused that deal, and it went to trial. 
Dave got one year prison for each felony, the state minimum, and one month probation for each misdemeanor. So, nine years plus 35 months of probation. His mom received 18 years of jail and six years probation. They had Dave on camera entering 20-plus lockers, and they had him in possession of stolen goods for every single charge they made against them. The judge was also not amused that there was likely other reported crimes that they got away with because they couldn't prove it or they weren't reported. But the most important thing is that I got my graphing calculator back. I still have it, and it's a cool story to tell. Down in the comments, we have this story from Ricotta Puffs. When I was first married, I lived in an apartment complex. The custodian was caught elbows deep in my neighbor's underwear drawer and charged. The complex's managers tried to convince the girls in that department that they had received 24 hours notice of entry to fix their toilet, which wasn't broken, even though they hadn't. As it turned out, the custodian was a convicted sex offender, and our neighbors ended up moving out. When we gave notice that we were moving out, we had lost a boombox and another electronic device from inside our apartments. We had reported them missing, and the complex manager was irate that we had filed a police report. Our complex consisted of eight buildings with 200 apartments each. The irate manager that I'd mentioned had a son who was using her master keys to rob apartments. We never received our stolen items back. They had all been sold or pawned. However, the six young men who had been robbing apartments all received felony charges. The manager was fired and charged with criminal negligence. That was r slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.